What's up, everybody? This is Two Girls, One Murder. I am one of your co-hosts, Blair Morgan Reeves. And I'm your other co-host, Eleni. And now, Eleni, um, let's see. We just had some a big weekend, I like to say. Two yes. major events for different people <laughs> um, <laughs> happened at pretty much the same time. So we had the Super Bowl followed by Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you do for either of those? I know you're not a big sport sporto. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a sporto, but um I did I actually didn't even watch the Super Bowl and embarrassingly I don't I didn't even really know who was in it. I know <laughs> maybe the bang bangles, right? There you go. There you That's go. That's it. That's it. And the That's only reason girl. I knew that is because there's like Instagram videos of like golden retrievers predicting who's gonna win the Super Bowl and shit like that. But I had <laughs> no idea. I did not watch it. I did not watch it. That's fair. I totally get that. What about Valentine's Day? What'd you guys do? Um, we were away the weekend, like leading up to it, and then Valentine's That's Day right. happened to fall on a Monday. So over the weekend, like we did stuff, but you know, this year we really just didn't even acknowledge Valentine's day, which I'm totally okay with. Um, Josh was like, are you sure you're okay with that? Like he didn't want to get in trouble for (laughs) like not doing anything, but I I was exhausted from the weekend and I worked on Monday and I was like, honestly, it's, it's really fine. Like there's no, we've, we've been together for a while. We're married. I don't really buy into the Valentine's day thing. And, um, so this year we really didn't do anything. I, I love Valentine's day. I love like, you know, chocolate and the red and the hearts and all the lovey dovey stuff. Like I like that, but, um, we didn't really do anything. What did, what about you? I 100% agree with you. Yeah. I don't hate Valentine's day. I just don't like the idea that you have to do something one day a year and that's your pass. Yeah. Like you should just be doing random nice things for each other year round and just like acknowledge that you love each other without this big holiday. Plus, I think we talked about this maybe in a previous episode when we were leading up to Valentine's day. Um, but I don't like the, every restaurant, at least in New York, they like try to do some menu and it's just like, not the food that I want when I go out to eat. So I usually try to avoid the crowds. Um, I don't want to share a day with anyone. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm not really about it. Plus the fact that the Super Bowl was also that weekend, it was just a lot happening. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, I just watched the Super Bowl with Kyle here on Sunday. We had a lot going on the last two weeks as well and just felt like tired and didn't want to do a party or anything like that. So we just hung out here, got pizza and mozzarella Mm. sticks and garlic knots and just held and watched the game. It's a very good game for anybody who does like sports out there. I can chat with you about it. Um, (laughs) It was very competitive and a, a lot of things happened throughout, but well fought game. It was awesome. So happy with that. The halftime performance was sick. Okay. I, okay. I have not seen the halftime performance, but I have seen like clips of it and I, oh. and I know like who performed and I've heard like some, some roundabout like stuff about the halftime performance, which is interesting. I want to touch on 
the people that are body shaming 50 cent because doing that how dare they (laughs) people are calling him 75 cent 50 cent came out looking extra thick and i was like whoa like what and so i went and looked back at it and i and i saw him and i was like he looks great i don't know what the hell people are talking about i thought he looked great and the fact that people are are still body shaming like is disappointing and now we're body shaming men as if men don't also have body image issues like disappointing so wild it's so wild yeah no i highly suggest you watch it i loved kendrick uh, Kendrick Lamar's section was great. His, like, I love his dancers and everything that he had. Obviously, Snoop. Yeah. Came in and crushed it. Obviously, Eminem crushed Amazing. it. Um, I feel like they just had so many great people there. Um, I thought it was awesome. We were just like vibing. We were like, this is sick. Like, this is so <laughs> sick. There was this hilarious meme that was like, I love how, um, for the Super Bowl this year, they chose performers that um you know are more up to date and and for a younger crowd you know for people that aren't that old and then it was like oh wait a minute and then it's like That's maybe me. we yeah. are old because <laughs> it was a throwback yeah. it was such a throwback it was all throwback songs like that we grew up with it was epic so uh, i loved it um yeah i thought it was sick so i definitely watched that that was great um valentine's day not really totally a fan of as we talked about so i think i'm gonna start doing valentine's day as more of like a a day like for self-love i think because i love that yeah i i think i need a day i need to dedicate a day to loving myself i was tempted to buying myself uh tempted to buy myself flowers but I didn't but I like wore my little like heart dress to work and I felt cute and I was like oh you know what today I think I'm just gonna like love myself and that felt nice so maybe that will be my new uh Valentine's tradition I actually love that I really love that oh and I just remembered (laughs) Kyle did surprise me with flowers even though we said like let's not do anything because we're both trying to save money um you know, which is another reason why we didn't go out either. It was just like not worth it. Um, but he did surprise me with flowers and they're still kicking it. They're still, I saw your flowers. Those are beautiful. Yeah. They're, they're crazy gorgeous. So I'm always into that. I don't necessarily, I'm not like a plant person or constantly buying myself flowers. I wish I would get into it more, but I just don't have the patience or the maintenance to deal with flowers. So when I do get them, I'm, I'm always happy to get them from, someone else because I think it's such a nice gesture and they are so beautiful um and yeah they like last a little bit and then you know they bloom and look beautiful in your in your space and the smell too we get a nice scent Mm -hmm. coming off of those lilies but um yeah so that was a nice surprise when he walked in the door with those flowers (laughs) didn't think you get more attractive but you know a man walking in the door with a bouquet of flowers is pretty great yeah we'll take it I'll take it. So we're talking a little bit about sports. I don't know, Lenny, something else that's been going on for like the last three weeks is the winter Olympics. Have you been watching any of that at all? No, I've really been (laughs) slacking on keeping up with anything. I I've been so busy just like with work. I've been like, so thrown into that. I have not watched anything, but 
Um, we were in Lake Placid with, where they have some of the winter Olympics training, um, training sites, which was pretty cool to see. They had like the skating oval, the speed skating oval there. And, um, there was an Airbnb that we stayed at that on that block, like one of the Olympians, um, she lives there. So it was like, cheer on our Olympian, Eleni, Emily, blah, 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 whatever. I don't know. Eleni Feldman. <laughs> Eleni Feldman. I was like, wait, what? I can barely ice skate. <laughs> but, <laughs> Um, I think that that was pretty cool, you know, seeing all those banners with like the, like their hometown Olympians. And, um, you know, I, I know that Josh has gotten really into skiing lately. So he was wanting to like tune into some of the skiing events and I usually watch the Olympics, but I think I'm more of a, um, summer Olympics type. That's fair. Um, I feel like it doesn't get as like pushed uh, publicly yeah. at the summer Olympics for whatever reason, but, um, I've been very much into it. And again, I don't know if it's because we have YouTube TV and I, when it came out, it was like, you could select all the sports you want to record. Cause mm-hmm. it's obviously like in a different, huge, different time zone. So it's yeah. not on at a normal hour or when I want to be able to watch it. So it has been nice. I've been watching them more on demand. So not necessarily live. Um, you know, obviously like, uh, I follow things like the New York times, so they're updating all the time. So I kind of know ahead of time if something major happened, but it is cool to kind of go back and I'll watch all of the sports. So some of my favorites are figure skating, obviously, mm-hmm. but I like kind of how weird the winter Olympics are. Hold on. Let's hold that thought. I actually just realized my windows open. Hold on. I'm going to close this. <laughs> I like hear too many sirens. everybody loved to hear that um and i'm sure nobody could even hear the siren but i just knew yeah i could i could barely hear it but better safe than sorry kids were screaming sirens are going on but anyway so besides figure skating i'm big on anything skiing which i didn't realize there were so many different it's not just like uh you know skiing down a hill there's like freestyle skiing where you yeah go really fast down on a, onto a ramp and you flip a whole bunch of times and get a point on that. There's also the moguls where you're like hitting those bumps and then you go off a ramp and then you land back on the bumps and then go down there and it's timed. They have, I think Alpine skiing is the one where you're like speeding down a mountain. Insane. Um, Terrifying. Insane. Yeah. <laughs> super dangerous. Not, not uh, good at all for you to be doing um, that. And then snowboarding. I love to, um, snowboarding is rad makes me like think I could do it because it looks so easy they make it look so easy with I mean I already know my limitations I already know I can't but um no they make it look so freaking easy yeah I'm just like if I can't I I ski but it's not frequent enough where um I'm doing backflips or anything uh you know I like to have fun when I ski so I don't know maybe one of these days I'll I'll get to snowboarding but yeah anyway I feel like it's super inspiring it gets makes me want to like you know get up and work out and do whatever but I bring this up because I was writing my episode this episode um I'm taking the I'm taking the charge today if you guys couldn't tell uh, that's that how we like it <laughs> I'm taking charge um I was like writing the episode on Fred and Rosemary West. That's what I thought I was going to be talking about today, but I was having a real hard time like putting it together 
And I feel like that's a sign. It shouldn't, it's usually not hard to put an episode together when you're like jazzed about it. You're like, this is going to be a sick episode. Right. Not that that wasn't going to be sick, but it was just hard for me to even want to get around to it. So I decided to shift gears a bit. And because I've been watching the Olympics, I was like, what if I just Googled, like, has there been murder in the Olympics? Yes. (laughs) I'm like, has any athlete gone and like committed murder? So I stumbled upon this guy, Oscar um, Pistorius, Oscar Pistorius, who that's who we're going to talk about today. And he's an Olympian. Uh, okay. Oh, that's pretty crazy. Like I just thought the, you know, the timing is also kind of wild because when I, you know, I researched obviously murder in the Olympics and then I found his name and it's actually kind of a crazy time because a couple months ago he was trying to get parole. So this is a very timely. Oh shit. Yeah. So it's still pretty fresh. Yeah. Still pretty fresh. Are you ready to dive into this? I'm ready. I'm excited. Okay. So who the heck is Oscar? Um, I didn't know who he was, but, uh, don't worry. I'm going to tell you all about him right now. (laughs) He was born in, uh, 1986 in Johannesburg, South Africa. Um, he was actually, what's crazy about Oscar's story is that he was born without a fibula bone in either of his lower legs. Uh-huh. So when he was about 11 months old, his parents had to make the really tough decision to amputate his legs. Um, I think from the knee down is like kind of where it's at. I don't know if it's above or below, but yeah, they had to do um, an amputation of both his legs because of this. Um, six months after that, though, he learned how to walk on fiberglass pegs. So not like normal children where they learn how to walk on their legs. He's learning how to walk on wow. fiberglass pegs. Um, there's also some other childhood things that kind of happened, uh, in his life that might've shaped him as a human being. Uh, his parents divorced when he was six and, um, there was just, it was mostly because there was just a strange, a strained relationship, um, between Oscar and his father. And then that just kind of got worse through the divorce. Um, it also didn't help that his mother died when he was 15. Uh, Mm. she had some drug complications following a hysterectomy. So, you know, he's born this way where he he has to get his legs amputated. His parents get divorced. He doesn't have a good relationship with his dad. And then his mom dies when he's 15. Um, so he's had some, he didn't have a necessarily easy life, but he he had a rough start. Yeah, he started out kind of rough, but um, not everything was bad. Uh, his parents did encourage him to participate in sports, which is awesome. Um, you know, their Paralympics are also really huge, and I feel like taking up a lot more media space and time, which is awesome to see. Um, and it's just incredible what some of these athletes can do, honestly. Oh, my gosh. I know. <laughs> It's amazing. So he started playing water polo and rugby um, in his early days. Those were kind of his sports um, up until he injured his knee in 2003 playing rugby. He also had interests in cricket, wrestling, and boxing. So he was full into sports. He was an athlete at a young age. Um, After that knee injury that I mentioned, uh, Oscar began um, track training and it was actually a way to rehabilitate his knee when he was 16. Uh, within a few months, he won gold at the 2004 Athens Paralympics. So that's how quickly he. Oh, wow. So he was like, he was a good athlete. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was a good para, uh, para-athlete. Um, and his 
impressive performances caught the attention of some people, as you can imagine, uh, specifically international track and field people in the governing body. They wanted him to participate in a series of tests. Mainly they were interested in his prosthetics that he used when he, um, when he competes, because those are obviously different than your day-to-day prosthetics that you wear. You have a, they're very different. Uh, mm-hmm. they're, his prosthetics for competing are specifically made for when you're running. They're not made for you to walk around. So um, he got them tested and the results indicated that his high-tech prosthetic legs um, were actually an unfair advantage to hmm. the other athletes um, because he can expend less energy than able-bodied athletes running at the same speed. Um, so, you know, like I mentioned, 2004 he was in the Paralympics, which is a little, you know, different because you're among um, other athletes that are, you know, also have some sort of um, they're not able-bodied is what I'm trying to say. They're, right. They don't qualify to be in the Olympics. They're in the Paralympics, which is amazing in and of itself. But they were saying he he's at an unfair advantage, basically. So um, that was in 2008, I believe. Um, the IAAF, IAAF, not three A's. <laughs> the IAAF Council actually banned him from able-bodied competition. But later that year, um, a court of arbitration for sport called the CAS. I love all these acronyms. They have such long titles. And then they're just like, oh, here's the acronym you could have used. It's basically an appeals panel. They they revoked the ban um, so that he can continue competing, which is great. Um, Yeah. He can continue competing. But there was still a lot of debate, obviously, going on throughout his Olympic career. So later that summer, Oscar won three gold medals at the Beijing Paralympics uh, in the 100 meter, 200 meter, and 400 meter races. And he set a world record in his class. He was the second, 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 second. What is that? Yeah, one? baby. I love it. Second, 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 second. 22nd. <laughs> There's a lot of numbers in here. And, you know, if it was any indication of how smart I am with how I pronounce people's names, numbers are no different. So <laughs> his 22nd fastest 400 meter run in the world in 2011. So again, very impressive. But yeah, that is, um, you know, as impressive as all of the sounds, his times didn't qualify him for the South African Olympic team in 2012. Um, but he was still selected to race in the individual 400 meters and the four by 400 meter relay. So he wasn't selected for like, you know, I don't know if you know this, but there are some sports where it's like team sport, or even Mm -hmm. if you're even like the skiing, you know, the, um, freestyle skiing, for example, I think you are on team, they have ones that are teams and it's just like the total score of you know, the U S team. Right. Uh, right. And then you compete individually. Same with gymnastics. Like they have a team, you know, and they try to get the highest score as a team. And then they each compete individually on each of their different, um, routines or whatever. Um, so it's similar with track as well. So because the ban was list- lifted, Oscar began competing against able-bodied athletes. And in 2012, he made history as the first amputee to compete in track events at the London Olympics. Um, which is pretty huge. Uh, that is so pretty huge. I mean, it's pretty big. So to mark the occasion, um, Oscar actually flew out his 89 year old grandmother to watch him race. 
Aww. He's quoted saying, it's just an unbelievable experience. Uh, I found myself smiling on the starting blocks, which is very rare because he's probably, you know, focused right. and serious, but he was pretty happy with where he had been. Um, he reached the semifinals, but he failed to advance, um, advance to the medal round, um, in the four by 400 relay, his team made the finals, but did not medal. So he made it far, um, but didn't get to the podium as they say. Fun fact, um, is that he is often referred to as the blade runner because of the J shaped carbon fiber, uh, prosthetics that he wears in competition. Mm -hmm. He's also known as the fastest man on no legs. Um, so those are his two <laughs> nicknames, which I think are epic. <laughs> yeah, they are. I love that second one. I love it. I think they're epic. Some other fun things about him. Uh, fun is very inappropriate word here. I should not have used that, but <laughs> they're definitely interesting things about him. And I'm just going to list them off and you'll be shocked. Um, he was involved in numerous businesses in South Africa, most of them tending toward the exotic. You'll see what I mean in a second. Oh, Okay. He earns well over a million dollars a year, mainly from endorsement deals and appearances fees uh, paid by meat promoters. He's very popular in South Africa. Everybody knows who he is. So he's like a celebrity there. Um, he owns six thoroughbred racehorses. He was a partner in a company that services Ferraris. Oh my God. Was he rich? Uh, yeah, girl. <laughs> but two African white tigers and boarded them at a game reserve, then sold them to a zoo in Canada when they grew to about 400 pounds and he was no longer comfortable visiting them. Quote, they mind when people own tigers. Yeah, like this is hilarious. He's like, he's quoted as saying they were really beautiful, but they started to get a little too big for me. Well, no shit. They're tigers. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't feed them little niblets anymore. So I uh, had to kick them out. Yeah. No shit. Um, <laughs> I'm going to share my screen really quick. We're on zoom, obviously, but I wanted to show this picture of him. Um, we'll probably post. Oh shit. One. Yeah. You can see this is from the New York times. They did this really in-depth profile on him. Um, I think it was before the London games, like right as he was gearing up for it. So you can see his prosthetics and yeah. who this person is. So I thought that was cool to kind of see what he looks like. Blade runner um, fits. That's a good one. It does. Right. It, it makes sense. Uh, so yeah, so we're, I'm telling you all about this guy. He seems interesting and he's an athlete. So he's, he's inspiring. Um, seems like a pretty normal, inspiring guy to me, but why am I talking about him at a murder podcast? And I mentioned earlier is on parole. Well, there's murder involved. <laughs> so I'm going to get to that after we take a short break. Jaeger. Enjoy listening to the Two Girls, One Murder podcast. Show us some love on our Instagram by liking and commenting on our posts. Search Two Girls, One Murder. That's girls with a U in the search bar. Got a comment or feedback for us to improve the pod? Send us an email to twogirlsonemurder at gmail.com. That's girls with a U. Thanks for your support. All right, we're back. I left you on a Big old cliffhanger. Yes, I cannot wait. I'm I'm excited about this one because I also had I had no idea about this guy. So I'm oh same. Yeah. Yeah. Craziness. Uh, uh, craziness abounds. So let me set the scene for you. It is February 14th, 2013, aka Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Talking about it's Valentine's Day, and Oscar fatally shot his girlfriend inside his home. 
oh, which shit. is in a walled complex near um, Pretoria. I think I'm saying that right, but that's in South Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, he claimed that he had mistaken her for a burglar who was hidden inside a locked bathroom and that the shooting was accidental. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> You live in a gated community. Like what? Yeah. Yeah. He sneezed and accidentally shot her. So strange. So she, yeah, he unfortunately shoots his girlfriend. The couple had been dating for several months before the shooting. Remember just a year ago, he was competing at the Olympics Mm because this is 2013. He was competing in 2012. Um, Also, I like understand this might come off as a bit of a shock, uh, but I mentioned that New York Times article where I showed you that photo. They did this huge profile on him. Mm-hmm. And you kind of like learn a lot of the weird kind of stuff about him that kind of maybe perks your ears up a little bit when you hear that he shot his girlfriend. You're like, hmm, maybe I'm not that surprised. Um, so this is quotes from the writer of that article. He said, I asked what kind of gun he owned, which seemed to take um, as an indication of my broader interest in firearms. I had to tell him I didn't own any quote, but you shot one, right? That's what from Oscar. You shot one, right? Um, actually I hadn't suddenly I felt like one of those characters in a movie who must be schooled on how to be more manly. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Another quote starting from Oscar. They're having like an exchange about this. Um, Oscar goes, we should go to the range. He said, he fetched his nine millimeter handgun and two boxes of ammunition. We got back in the car and drove to a nearby firing range where he instructed me on proper technique. Oscar was a good coach. A couple of my shots got close to the bullseye, which delighted him. Quote, maybe you should do this more. If you practiced, I think you'd be pretty deadly. I asked him how often he came to the range and he said, just sometimes when I can't sleep. (laughs) Yeah. I thought that puts me to sleep. Just shooting a couple guns, getting real aggressive with it. Right. Right. I can't go to sleep. So (laughs) let me just do this really loud activity. Um, I'm not saying that like you shoot guns at a range and you're a murderer, but right. uh, he owned 55 firearms. She, so I think that adds some context. That's a lot. That's a lot. I, know. I don't know. Maybe a lot of rich people do that. And this seems odd to me as a poor person. I can't, and I just also don't have the desire, but that means that you could shoot one different firearm every week and have more than enough for a year wild yeah he was uh prepared for something i guess but <laughs> anyway let's uh let's go from this detour back to the scene of the crime so there's this officer named hilton botha botha i'm gonna call him hilton um <laughs> who arrives 15 minutes after the police get a phone call one of the first things he saw when he walked in the door so imagine you're at that bathroom right you walk in the door and there was the body of reva steinkamp Um, She was the girlfriend. She was a blonde Mm -hmm. 29 year old model and reality TV star. um, And obviously now the dead girlfriend of Oscar Um, Hilton has said there was a lot of blood uh, and I saw the body at the bottom of the staircase covered in towels. So let me explain something minutes after the shooting, Oscar had apparently phoned the manager of the gated community asking him to call an ambulance, which to me is odd because why wouldn't you just call the police? But Maybe it works different when you're in a gated community in South Africa. Maybe I don't know. The yeah. <laughs> I don't know. 
seemed odd to me. Um, <laughs> like I just, I was just like, I don't know, maybe you live in this fancy community. You don't have to call the police yourself. You call a manager to call the police. It seemed weird. That is very weird. Oh, and he, it said he called an ambulance. He told him to call an ambulance, not police. So that also seemed odd to me. Maybe uh, he was thinking that like, if he didn't call directly, it would be less suspicious. I don't, that's fucking weird. It's strange. So he gets off the phone with the manager and Oscar carries Riva down the staircase from the bathroom, quote, her head and arms dangling, according to a later newspaper report. Um, and then he laid her on the floor. Uh, he reportedly gave her mouth to mouth resuscitation and someone attempted to tie a tourniquet around her arm to stop the bleeding from one of the gunshot wounds. Um, quoting from Hilton again, she was still breathing, making a gurgling sound. Um, Hilton recalled a witness saying, but a doctor who had rushed over from his nearby house said, there's head wounds. It's not going to help. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love the doctor quote. <laughs> there's head wounds. It's not going to help. Uh, <laughs> and then she stopped breathing. So she got so shot several times. Um, the crime scene was actually, like I said, in the bathroom. So it was kind of strange and confusing to hear that she was killed in the bathroom, but then he carried her down the stairs. And I don't know why he did that, but Hilton described it as um, the bathroom itself is a large ensuite bathroom. There was a shower, two wash basins, which I think are sinks <laughs> and mm. a toilet cubicle, the door at which um, been riddled with bullet holes, as he described Jeez. it. Um, it had been bashed open with a cricket bat by Oscar, who claimed he had broken it down after realizing that Riva was locked inside. The bloodied cricket bat was on the bathroom floor, along with two cell phones and a nine millimeter uh, parabellum pistol. So, yeah, imagine this. So he thinks it's a burglar. He shoots a couple times somehow realizes it's his girlfriend so busts in the door to the toilet area where she was hiding probably scared out of her mind yep. uh, was locked and so he uses this cricket bat to bust open the door um hilton at one point is showing the reporter uh of the article that i pulled information from his theory on how reva may have been cowering in the cubicle mm. um he was thinking like her arms were crossed, which would account for why one bullet had gone through her fingers before entering her arm. Another bullet struck her above the right ear and another hit her hip. Um, yeah. So I don't really want to call that motive because it doesn't really seem like there's motive, but that's kind of the crime scene and everything that happened. Um, but I do want to give some attention to the victim as I like to do. So again, her name is Riva um, Steinkamp. I hope I'm saying that right. She was a model and she was also a paralegal. She was trying hmm. to become a lawyer. So at the time she was a paralegal, I think she wanted to be an attorney. Um, not sure if they're the same thing. I read that she was trying to become an attorney, which I would assume they're different. So correct me if I'm wrong, smart people yeah, out there. I think they're in the same like job type, but just different like levels. Yeah. So I think she was trying to level herself up. Um she was a 29-year-old, and she was also the face of an anti-bullying campaign. What's wild is that she was actually about to return to her old school to talk to girls about gender-based violence. And this is wow. really relevant for me to bring up because um, I did see some mentions of Oscar that he may have been a violent and controlling boyfriend himself. So this is Makes probably sense. a cause that I would think would be 
really close to her heart. Um, I think I got this particular paragraph from the guardian and I'm going to quote the article. So take it from a grain of salt. The guardian is maybe not the best source, but, (laughs) but whatever, I'm trusting them on this one. So uh, they said her future was stolen by a dangerous predator with a history of controlling and abusing women. A former girlfriend has said he used to lock her in his house with no food for hours at a time, call her parents many times a day to track her movements and physically abuse and threaten her to the extent that she feared for her life. A former girlfriend. So maybe, uh, maybe that happened. So maybe he wasn't such a nice guy. Maybe everybody had this picture of this amazing, inspiring athlete. And he was very well known for that, but they had no idea that any of this was going on. Uh, like I said, it's coming. These accusations are coming from the guardian. But you know what? I mean, it makes sense. He, he grew up seeing like, you know, I don't know. He grew up seeing not a great relationship with his parents. And then, um, he didn't have a great connection to his dad. So he's got some daddy issues and his mom died when he was young. So he's got mommy issues and, you know, he's probably all fucked up in the head when it comes to relationships. I'm glad you said that, you know, anytime you hear something with your therapist mind where you're like, I see the connection, shout that out. So I know I'm not crazy for thinking that, but, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, yeah. So where are we now? Obviously he got arrested at some point. Um, he was charged with murder and released on bail. Uh, his trial began in March of 2014 and in September he was found not guilty of murder, but he was convicted of a lesser charge of culpable homicide the following month oscar was sentenced to five years in prison so he was sentenced to five years in prison for that lesser charge in october 2015 however he was released with the remainder of his sentence to be served under house arrest this stuff gets wild there's a lot to follow here so i'm gonna go slow but um he was found not guilty of murder got a lesser charge he's in prison for five years but then he was released after only like a year um to serve the remainder of his sentence on house arrest on december 3rd of that same year 2015 so a couple months have passed a five judge appeals court found that the lower court did not properly apply the rule of dolis eventualis that's wrong yes um, <laughs> it's a South African legal concept that hinges upon whether the accused foresaw the possibility of death as a potential outcome of his actions. Interesting. And they, yeah. And so they found Oscar guilty of murder. So they overturned his previous less conviction. Ducks mm-hmm. to suck my man. Sucks uh, to be a murderer. This, they've got this legal concept over there where it's like, did you have the force? Like, were you, what was your intent? If you thought right. it was a burglar, you knew that your actions were going to kill. You're shooting someone. So you knew that, like, you were trying to kill this person. Right. Um, in July of 2016, he was sentenced to six years in prison. And in November of 2017, South Africa's Supreme Court of Appeal increased the sentence to 13 years and five months. So there's a lot changing here. Um still going. He was convicted of manslaughter later. His, it, it was upgraded to murder and he was sentenced to 15 years. So I just got, I was really confused. I was like, wow, the clash really make up their minds in a negative yeah. way for people. <laughs> they can just, yeah. Like flip flop. Another court can say, you know, you guys did this wrong. We need him to go there for longer. So that was his final sentence as of now. He, um, yeah, 15 years. 
give it and did murder was it's always crazy to me how when someone murders someone they don't get like life automatically that blows my mind and then the people that do get like life or get even 30 years do like baby crimes right i don't understand right (laughs) sold a gram of marijuana (laughs) life life in prison (laughs) good luck uh your life is ruined um (laughs) So about halfway through his sentence of this 15 years, he became eligible for parole, which I mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, Oscar, though, as part of this parole consideration process, would have to face the victim's parents. Um, He basically, I think, has to have like some kind of like conversation with them as part of the process. And I think to get not like a approval from the parents, but to, you know, apologize to them and things like Mm -hmm. that. So the parents uh, were shocked and surprised at having to even consider his freedom. Um, Definitely. It was a lot sooner than they expected. Uh, At this point, Oscar had been serving his sentence at um, a correctional center in Pretoria and has already attended several rehabilitation programs to prepare for parole. Um, he also had undergo psychological evaluations and meet with a social worker and religious leader uh, before a meditated, quote, victim offender dialogue with the victim's parents, June and Barry Steinkamp. Um, only then will the pro- parole board consider his case. So before he's even before a board, he has to do all these different things. What's interesting is that the parents could decline to go through with this they could say they don't want to do the meeting and then he's kind of fucked because he has this as part of the parole process so that that meeting has to happen his mom um his mom uh the mom of uh reva has said publicly that her christian faith compels her to forgive oscar um but the dad uh barry uh has described as not founding that same closure yet so We'll see. This is as um, as of number uh, November 2021, at least from what I was able to find. Oscar is not free, and a decision okay. whether or not he can make parole is again, it's it's up to the parents and this yeah. meeting to happen. It's wow, really- interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's really up to him. Um, but that's actually all I have for this episode. If you want to know more about Oscar, you can read Blade Runner: My Story. It's his memoir. Um, there's also a ton of articles, like I said, a good 10 or more like reputable uh, news organizations wrote about this parole happening a couple months ago. So there's tons of sources. I'm sure there'll be more if he ever does actually get this parole to go through or the meeting ends up happening. We'll have more news as it comes out. But there's tons if you just do a good old fashioned Google. Um, but <laughs> Eleni, what did you what did you think of that episode? Oh, I loved it. Very interesting. I mean, it's interesting because like the murder almost had really nothing to do with the fact that he was like an Olympian. He didn't murder, you know, another one within the the sports world. But um, people have different aspects to themselves and their character. And just because someone is good at something doesn't mean that they're wholesome or a good person all around. And it was definitely interesting. Definitely a cool one. I'm glad that you I'm glad that you did this one. This was definitely a unique, a unique murder. Thank you. Yeah. And like I said, too, I was just like, 
I was feeling inspired by the current winter Olympics in Beijing happening, uh, that I was like, let me do something that's current that, you know, is again about, you know, some sports, you know, how much I love sports. And, um, yeah, I just thought this one was super interesting. The whole system of how he was brought in and then the back and forth on his sentencing. Um, and then all, how it all hinges on this meeting with the parents is, uh, kind of crazy. So yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll see where it goes from here. <laughs> yeah. So interesting. We might have to do an update if there ever comes to be some new uh, information for sure. I'll keep my, my eyes and ears out now that I'm like, you know, know that this might be happening. So I will definitely announce anything in a future episode if that happens, but, um, yeah, that does it for this part of the episode. We have a new segment to close out today's show called we tried it yes this is your brainchild we tried it what are we what is this segment and what are we doing today okay so we tried it um this one's gonna be about headspace which is a meditation and mindfulness app something that i'm a huge advocate for um obviously working in the mental health field but just in general um i feel like meditation and mindfulness is such a beneficial tool and especially now in this world and society where we're like having to think 10 steps ahead and worry so much about the future and worrying about the past and all that other shit we forget to really just kind of be present and be in the moment And, you know, there's been studies that have shown that cultivating a mindfulness practice um, really can reduce stress and anxiety levels in your day-to-day life. And it helps you to kind of, you know, control the traffic in your mind and, um, you know, just have, I think, a calmer approach to things and not to um, get carried away with some of your thoughts. So it's something that I practice with my clients. I practice it myself, um, super into it. And I think it could be really beneficial. So my favorite app is Headspace. Um, they just have, they also have a Netflix, like mini series special. Yeah. I've been meaning to, to tune into that. I'm a big fan. Um, of meditation as well. That's like one of my, one of my habit goals for the new year is to be Mm -hmm. a calm and mindful person. And part of that is to meditate in the morning for five minutes. It's part of my morning routine. Now I used to use headspace. Mm -hmm. Um, I do love it. I I love their app. I think it's a great, like from a design standpoint also. Oh yeah. Um, I currently use the meditation classes on Peloton a lot, but totally agree with you about, you know, mental health and giving yourself that space, even if it is just for five minutes. Yeah. Um, so the thing I like about headspace is they have different things, not just meditations. They have like, you know, if you're going on a morning walk or if you're brushing your teeth or washing your hands, like they have quick things for that, like how to be mindful while you're doing, you know, day-to-day activities, also, um, mindful exercises and yoga and stretches. And they also have like sleep casts where John legend will talk to you in his soothing John legendy voice and help you fall asleep at night. So it's very dynamic. Um, meditation. Sometimes I say meditation is not for everybody, but it kind of is. Um, it can be whatever you want it to be. You don't have to just sit there in silence for 20 minutes. Um, so I'm going to play one that's only, Let me see the length here. I'm going to play one that's one minute long. Great. Love it. It's called Unwind. 
Okay. Um, you get to choose the voices of the instructor. I am going to choose her name is Dora. Um, and I'm going to play it. So let's see how this goes. We can kind of all meditate together and see how we feel afterwards. I love it. Let's do it. Okay. Before we begin, take a moment to just check in, noticing how the mind feels and how the body feels. And then breathing in deeply in through the nose down into the belly and breathing out slowly through the mouth. Noticing the parts of the body that feel a bit tense or tight. And then taking another deep breath, allowing the body to soften, letting go of that tension. Taking another deep breath if you'd like. And on the exhale, just gently opening the eyes. And again, noticing how the mind feels and how the body feels. So that was it. And then at the end of every meditation, um, there's a little quote that this quote says, if we learn to let thoughts come and go, the mind will come to a natural place of rest. Um, So what did you think of that one? Very quick, very quick. I I love that though. And I wasn't on the app when like a lot of this newer things came out that you were talking about a lot of the highlights that you kind of talked about uh with headspace and it kind of makes me want to get back onto it just to do even more and have even more variety not that there's anything wrong with peloton's meditation stuff but that's obviously not their focus headspace is like literally that's their job <laughs> so they're yeah. gonna have like the best i love the quote i love that you can do something super quick. Cause even five minutes sometimes feels like a lot. If you're, if you've never done meditation and right. you just like are in the middle of your day and you just need a quick reset and yeah, or needed to be minute, guided in how to breathe. Yeah. Yeah. And if you just do it for a minute, like that completely changes your mood right yeah. back to where you need to be. So I think that was wonderful. And I love that quote. Um, I I'm love that quote gonna, too. I'm yeah. I love gonna, it. Uh, you know, maybe re-download it. I think I still have it downloaded, but maybe I'll just like, you know, check it out again, start checking it out. It's absolutely worth doing. They have so many different categories. Like if you get anxious before flying, they have one specific for that. that. (laughs) They have ones that are for grief. They have ones that are for, um, you know, body image. They have literally any category you could think about it's, um, black history month right now. So they have a lot of meditations surrounding black empowerment and it's just a, a wonderful interface. I, I hadn't been on headspace for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, so I came back to it because I was trying to, um, get my clients to do headspace. So I, I purchased the subscription and I just give my clients my login. Um, so they don't have to pay for it because it is, you do have to pay for it if you want access to like all of the meditations, but, um, it's definitely worth checking out. It's really amazing. Super dynamic. They could send you mindful, you know, notes throughout the day. They can send you reminders of when to meditate, um, breathing exercises and things like that. It's, it's amazing. Love it. Love it. Love it. 
Well, I also love the segment of we tried it. I think that was great to do something like that. And I don't know, I hope our listeners stuck around and, and did that quick breathing exercise with us and feel better going, you know, out of this episode. Um, I can't wait to do more of the, we tried it segment. I think that should, we should bring it back frequently. Cause I think that's a good one. And who knows the types of things we'll try. <laughs> who knows what we'll try. Um, so yeah, that does it for this episode. If you would like to send us some booze, food, or other fun things or ideas, you can reach out to us with, um, episode ideas, feedback, or comments, um, by emailing us at two girls, one murder at gmail.com and be sure to follow us on Instagram at two girls, one murder. That's girls with a U to stay up to date on episode releases and other fun content that does it for this week's episode. I'm Blair Morgan Reeves. I'm Eleni. See ya. Cheers. Bye.